from the number one convention, sports, and entertainment destination in the world. I'm your host, Parker Hendricks, and this is The Authorcast. Welcome back to The Authorcast. For today's episode, I will be sitting down with our Director of Business Intelligence, Mark Kinniger, to discuss our Strive for Five program and how GWCC uses real-time data from exhibitors, meeting planners, and guests to improve their experience. As always, thank you for listening and supporting the AuthorCast. All episodes are currently available on gwcca.org backslash the AuthorCast, and the newest episodes are available on Apple and Spotify. And now, my chat with Mark Kinniger. I'm joined by the Director of Business Intelligence here at the Georgia World Congress Center Authority, Mark Kinniger. Welcome to the Authorcast, Mark. Hey, Parker. Good to, good to be here with you. So tell us, tell our audience what you do here at the Authority. Um, I work on process improvement and business analytics. So it could either be data-driven solutions around our profitability, around our survey data coming back from customers. Um working to enhance customer experience. And one of our latest things that has come up from employee surveys, customer surveys is a communication issue. So one of my tasks for this this following year is to shore that up. And one of the solutions for communication is we're rolling out a product called Microsoft Teams to just allow instantaneous communication during a show for uh, between teams of their task list, what they need to be working on, um, changes and things that have popped up and that will alert to everyone's watches, phones. Um, that piloted last week and is continuing to Comic-Con and currently in IAVM right now. Is this, I know you're the first one here to have this role. You were a new position when you started here. Is what you do kind of unique to the industry? Probably so. Um, a lot of people are getting more and more into into customer experience, surveying customers. So we took that to mean internal and external customers. So listening to feedback from our uh, from our employees here, we've took, taken it a few steps further with listening to our bathrooms. We put in a system that is constantly monitoring feedback from our customers in the restrooms, um, allowing our housekeeping staff to know how many people have walked into a restroom, um, what the scores are coming back in real time, and where among our 150 or so bathrooms, where where people are, and if they're going good or not. So a lot of times we're just using data in terms of customer feedback, surveys, the restroom system, to uh, find ways to improve. Looking at that data and then making small adjustments and and seeing what works and what doesn't to improve the improve the scores coming back from our customers. So I know you mentioned I know you mentioned the uh, the restroom monitors that we have and survey. So how is that what what ways do we go about receiving that data as far as surveying exhibitors or meeting planners? Is that an after show thing? Are we doing it during the show? Uh, how does that work? It's it's funny you ask that we in the past, before pre-pandemic, we had people on the floor surveying attendees. Um, we've we've held back on that just to not be physically in people's faces and give them some more distance. But we've rolled out um, just today. We've kind of relit up our exhibitor surveys in a different in a face-to-face way at our service desks. All of our kind of exhibitor-facing departments 
electrical, CCLD, um, anyone that's booking or has a service desk now has the ability to give those surveys directly to the exhibitor. We were doing those by emails, but you can, you can imagine if you send out a hundred surveys after a show to exhibitors, um, they were, they were always one of our hardest, hardest on us surveys to get back because the people that would respond to that sometimes were the people at the show that felt neglected or no one had talked to them or they had a serious issue and they felt marginalized or or uh, not heard so the main volume of of feedback we would get from exhibitors was always our lowest one of, of the three categories of attendees planners and and exhibitors so we're lessening that a little bit because now we're sort of building relationships with the exhibitors when we're actively talking with them or solving their problem, um, we'll just reach out right to them in the moment and say, here's a QR code, here's a, here's an iPad, would you like to take a quick survey? And in a way, it kind of builds relationships with them and starts a conversation face-to-face where they can tell you about maybe they liked the electrical process they, w- they just went through, but they'll have something to say about parking or the food or the navigation throughout the building and, and – uh, just a, a way to get more feedback from them and to uh, make it a, a better experience than hearing hearing from us after the show when after they maybe not have been heard. Yeah, so it allows us to in real time talk to them, figure out what the issues are. Yep, and and for planners, that's been a big focus over even over the pandemic. We. Uh, push to the planners the importance of the survey to them in our pre-events. Um, we would have the event manager sort of follow up with them and let them know all along the way we're telling them about our Strive for Five program, that we're trying to get a five out of five experience get to give you that, and we want to hear from it while you're here so that when you leave and you take this survey, we usually give it to them a couple days after they leave. Um, we want that to, to be a five. And so one of the wrinkles in that is it's about 50 questions about all about their experience while they were here. And one of the things we've been talking about to our staff recently is there's a, the first question is how was your overall experience with GWCC? And that's going to be between a one and a five. All of the other questions, there might be plenty of threes and fours, maybe even a two or a one in there. But uh, we've been distilling down why they give us a five overall when they mark us with lower scores in different parts of their experience. And what it really comes down to is the main question that's the most indicative of a five coming in as a five is our helpfulness and friendliness of staff. Um, When that one sole question is a one, we're pretty much going to get a one on overall experience. That's not the case in things like the price of your concession food, um, the timeliness of your install. Some of those things they they will they'll forgive when uh, helpfulness of staff happens because over the course of fifty different touch points with a customer, some of them are going to go south. Um, but it's always how our staff handles it that either leaves them feeling good or or feeling bad. And I think I think that's a great example of what you're saying too. Is is that if responsiveness, willingness to help, having a friendly face, you know, can help smooth over problems more so than it can, you know, hurt, definitely, if you're doing it. So Absolutely. that's cool that you say that. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why we've kicked off the uh, – we had the first customer 
kind of customer training refresher um, a week or so ago with the whole company and just stressing some of these things. Um, we talked in that about, well, hey, doesn't everyone already know about customer uh, service, customer experience? And the answer is yes, but one of the examples we gave was if you're the top defensive football team in the nation, you probably still practice defense. Um, you don't you don't just work on kicking and special teams because defense is in the bag. Um, so that's something that's going to continue this year is more and more focus on customer experience, how to pull it off right, because as we spoke of in that training, we don't have some of the pull that other convention centers have, some of the infrastructure things like gambling or Disney World or an ocean or uh, I think we mentioned the bars right outside the door at at New Orleans and Nashville. Um, Our biggest selling point is our hospitality. So kind of goes hand in hand with the new hotel we're building as well to have a have a seamless feel of when they leave Signia by Hilton and walk into our building they've got a world-class staff that knows how to operate at the highest levels of customer service which um, hotels have have been like that for years but I don't think all the convention centers are like that because because we hear that from our from our competitors Um, we consistently beat them in um, other surveys. So besides our internal surveys and, and Parker, you you work with this a lot is bird eye is another product that we have and it's pulling all surveys that people can give through TripAdvisor, Yelp, Facebook, Google reviews. Um, that's another benchmark that we use just to see how we're doing worldwide against um, our top 25 convention centers in the U.S. Yeah, we definitely have a good idea, I think, of what people are saying about us. And and I think that's definitely a good way to go about improving, you know, our processes. So one question I have for you is once once you collect the data, surveys come in, what are you doing with that? Who, who Who's getting that? Where do you send it? Um, is there is there a pre a post show? Uh, data dump after every show, I guess, would be the way to say it. Kind of, how does that how does that work? So, as as the surveys come in, any any ding in the surveys. Let's say I mentioned you might have a five overall, but you might have six ones and twos in the mix somewhere. Maybe one was in parking, maybe one was in food, uh, maybe one was about public safety. Probably not because uh, that's one of our highest highest scores, but. Um, the system automatically takes any ones and twos and routes that to the director of that department Okay. where we physically call that person. And that's automatic. That happens. Yep. Okay. And we, uh, then we contact the person, we write up a ticket on how the interaction went. Um, but that's, that's another aspect of, of the follow-up. We'll, we'll get comments sometimes on our surveys and it'll say, they might write on the survey. I don't know why I'm even spending all the time to write this because no one ever um, responds to these and I'm sure I'll never hear from you. And then when we call them back, they're usually blown away. Um, The conversation usually get, usually smooths over their problem pretty quickly because they're so happy that we called them in the first place. Um, And this is something that, that, that Parker's been doing lately too with BirdEye. People are responding on Google or Facebook and saying things about GWCC. Um, you've you've set up a program where it, where it's responding to uh, to comments both good and bad, which that's just another way we're trying to work on the the feedback loop between our customers. If they don't think you're hearing them, um, it, 
they're not they're not very happy with, with yeah, getting the response. I think a lot of the point too to your point about the Facebook and the Google and what I see in my interactions with managing the inbox on stuff is that people really just want to be heard, be known that hey, I had this problem and they listened to me and they got back to me and whether it's something that we could fix or not, you know, that's that's separate to the issue, but I think there is a respect level of oh, I filled out the survey and they actually followed up with what my problem was. And and you asked you said something um, a second ago. What else do you do with this data? So one is we contact the customers directly and and ask them like, hey, I see you you were unhappy with X, Y, and Z. Let's let's talk about that. And so one is smoothing it out, smoothing it out with that person. The other is what else do we do with this data? Well, now that we've got a few years of data, what we're we're constantly doing is looking for our strengths and looking for our weak points, um, looking for patterns looking for things that are the most powerfully indicative of a five overall, what are those? So one of those was friendliness of staff. So we've kicked off a whole kind of customer emphasis um, among the whole company to to harness, train, um, keep up that kind of superpower, which is hospitality. Other things on there, we'll, we'll start to recognize that a consistent piece of the customer experience is something as simple as bathrooms. Um, People are trapped here for several days. They have to use our bathrooms. Um, It becomes a big deal for them and they want them to be clean. So that was part of the decision to invest in the feedback now system, which is helps us more closely monitor those bathrooms and deploy resources to the places that need need it the most. and this is constantly going on with the system. We're looking at what are the customers saying. We're taking that to our customer advisory board, kind of bringing up some of the main points, conferring with them to agree, yes, these are these are key things that you should be working on. Um, another one of those was navigation and flow of traffic in our building. Um, from all the co- comments coming back on that, we did a study to redo all the signage in, in our building. Um, that's been put on hold a little bit because of the pandemic and the cost of it, but the thought is still there. The, the other thought of that was it takes too long to walk to building C from the hotels. Part of this spurred the building a whole entire new hotel. People were, were saying, why don't you put in moving sidewalks? Why don't you do this? Um, I was late for my meeting because all the hotels are too far away from C. Um, so that constant flow of feedback just allows us to make big decisions like that and, and make smaller decisions on things like the pricing of our products. Yeah. So that, that was a question I was going to ask is kind of what, what have been changes that we have made due to those, you know, due to survey scores. So are there any other, you know, processes that you can think of that have been changed due to something that we saw in the data that people were sending us? Oh yeah. Um, one of those is, is pricing. Um, when we first rolled out the surveys, we didn't have a word in there about pricing um, because peop- the thought was, like, why would you put in there, did you like the price of parking and food and electrical and internet? Um, did you like the price of all that? Because the answer would have been no. Well, <laughs> we've, we, we put it in anyways. Yeah. Um, I put it in there and I'm like, well, it's not all gonna be no. And we'll get a baseline of how strong the no is and can 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 manipulate that and change it over time. So we start getting the data back. We put we, one of the questions we put on every single department that people pay for is the value for price paid. Um, 
And as we thought, it's one of the lower ones. We asked them things like the timeliness of the install or, or the, the, uh, the wait times for the food, the temperature of the food. And same thing goes for there's questions about the electrical install. Was it timely? Was the staff friendly? How'd you like the price? Um, so once you get a couple of years of that data, you can start to say, well, should I change my price? Um, we, we heard over and over and over, they didn't like to pay for water at $5 a bottle. Um, then $4 a bottle. For Optavia, this last time, we dropped it to $3 a bottle based on some of that feedback. Also, based on the feedback we got about our competition with right across the street, Arthur Blank put in family-friendly pricing, um, really dropped the prices at MBS a lot. That put more pressure on us, and we got more feedback about we don't like the price of this and that. So I want to get back a little bit before we end with the surveys. Are you... Are, are those questions set? Are you Have we changed kind of what we're asking clients? Yes. I'm sure after the pandemic, I'm sure there's probably been some more health and safety issues and stuff like that coming up. Or How often are we changing what we're asking our clients, whether it be exhibitors, planners, guests? So we, ha- we haven't made a change in a while. One of the last changes we made was probably, and coincidentally, about eight months before the pandemic, we put in a whole section on cleanliness yeah um a much more detailed section than before um before there might have been one question on it now it's broken down into the cleanliness of the restrooms the exhibit halls the lobby areas um there's about five questions on there and that's that was when we got GBAC certified that was something that we really looked into and and saw that was important to the customers we have the ability to add a question um I like to add temporary questions and maybe put them out there for three months, four or five months. And we have the ability to do, to do that at any time. The core of the survey stays the same, mainly so that we can compare it against uh, year after past year. times. Because yeah. that's always something that's good to watch is, are your strength points weakening? Um, are some of the known low points getting better? So we take the data to constantly be improving the low points up and maintaining the high points. So I keep those core ones the same, but we have the ability if um, anyone in the company has a specific targeted area they want to put a question in, we can drop a question in like that and keep it for four or six months to get the feedback from the customers and then take that one off. But the core list of questions stays the same. So we're how many years have it's been four years, three years since we've been doing this? Yeah, right at four. So you're so now I guess some of our annual shows you're coming in with two, three years of data. Yes. And I, I like to tell those shows in the pre events how valuable their feedback is because um, it allows us to come to them right when they walk in the building with, well we know from the past three times you've been here here's several things that you said and and what i like to do is tell them how we've already addressed them or bring it up to them before they even walk in saying well you know our show our main concern is traffic movement and food yeah um so we can start off the conversation with hey we hear you we've we've we're constantly monitoring and learning from the past shows and here's what we've got planned for you already here's some of the things we put in place company-wide to address your issues so that's that's always helped when a show comes back the second time it's it's nice to see what they said in the past so last thing i want to talk to you about and you've mentioned this 
throughout the conversation, but our Strive for Five program where we want fives, of course, you know, I'm sure you'd want them across the board, but you overall you want five. So kind of where where are we at on that, if you don't mind sharing? I mean, is that – I, I know I've heard you talk about the numbers, you know, for the last four years. I kind of understand here's where we're at. Funny. Um, you, you, <laughs> you wouldn't think this is possible, but our score right now is a five. Really? Across the board. Really? We've um, The fiscal year starts on January, uh, July 1st, so I always go by fiscal year because yeah. that's where we're – that's where we gauge the surveys from goes from fiscal year to fiscal year. Um, last year was actually really good. We, we put so much individual attention onto each show. The planner scores were the highest they've been, even though we're in a pandemic, partly because the volume was down a lot. Um, but it was really high scores since July started. Everything that's come in was a five and that's the overall score. Of course, there's, um, out of all the 50, all out of the 50 questions people are going to say well a four for this a three for this because it was not applicable um, a two for this because I still didn't like the price of X Y and Z but what we're shooting for with them is their overall experience and so far everyone that's come in is a five do you think that's because of kind of where we're at with people are so happy to be having events again that they're or is it something that we've done or a little bit of both or no i think the 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 like the honeymoon phase of being happy to be back was over pretty quickly and i've and i've heard this in the in the restaurant industry and other places where servers and waiters they'll talk about this in the initial 10 days, 20 days that restaurants reopened, customers were more just more forgiving than ever. They were so happy. They, the wait times were tremendous as, as staffing tried to ramp up at restaurants. The prices might have been higher and they were out of half the things. Their menu was small and they're, they're rolling with it. Um, but that honeymoon phase was very short. And we saw this in our, in our surveys back before July. Um, Pete, there was there was one show in particular, and they said if you're going to open up and do a an international show, you should have been ready. You should have done this, and, and they would. Um, but yeah, the forgiving period came and went very quickly. I think what what we've learned is incredible amounts of communication with the client um, for them to feel that we are all in and trying to help them. That I think that's the thing that's that's really. Uh, been that's been pulling some of these fives out because the client as i said before friendliness and helpfulness of staff is is number one if if we don't have that they don't give us a good score um we don't want to rely on that for everything so of course we're we're always trying to address problems in different areas give them a good price give them safety and everything else that they demand um but i I we're just we're on a roll this year and and it's going to get harder because we are rolling out to our our hardest client base is the exhibitors and we're really ramping up the presence and the amount of surveys we're giving them um so it won't stay a five forever all it takes is one four to drop it below that but um it's uh it's it's pretty it's 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 the best it's ever been for an entire month right now that's great well mark i appreciate you so much i know our listeners will enjoy hearing what you have to say and how we use data to improve uh upon what we do every day so thank you hey thank you see you Parker.